Well, good morning, everyone. Morning. morning, everybody on Zoom. Good to see everybody here. And uh, like Howard said, it's a wonderful, beautiful day, a gift from the Lord that um, I hope we all are able to um, enjoy with our mothers as we celebrate them on Mother's Day. Um, so happy Mother's Day to all of you here who are mothers. Um, it's a day that we celebrate our mothers on the second May or second Sunday of every May of every year. And it was a day that began to be celebrated in the early 1900s as a result of the work of a woman by the name of Anna Jarvis. Her mother, Ann Jarvis, had wanted to create a day where mothers um, would be celebrated. And a quote from her is, I hope and pray that someone sometime will found a Memorial Mother's Day commemorating her for the matchless service she renders to humanity in every field of life. She is entitled to it. And her daughter saw to it that her desire would be fulfilled um, even if our mother never had the opportunity to see the end result of it. And I think that we all can agree that there is so much that a mother does that deserves an incredible amount of gratitude from those that benefit from her work, especially her children. A few examples of the different things that a mother does are a mother exposes her body to extreme changes and oftentimes discomfort when she carries uh, her child as they develop in her womb for nine months. She oftentimes continues to expose her body to discomfort while her child benefits from the nourishment of nursing. A mother sacrifices an incredible number of hours of sleep to comfort her child or children. A mother sacrifices an incredible amount of time changing diapers and doing countless loads of laundry, cooking a countless number of meals, washing a countless number of dishes, reading numerous bedtime stories, and so on and so forth. I think you get the point. All mothers who put in this extreme and incredible amount of effort day in and day out deserve so much recognition for all that they do. But today's an opportunity for us as believers to recognize those mothers who have raised their children in an act of obedience to their Heavenly Father. Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7 says, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. The Lord has commanded those who follow him 
to fear him and keep his commandments. But he then instructs parents to diligently teach those same commandments to their children. And this doesn't just mean to read the Bible to them. It means to demonstrate obedience to these commandments yourself so that your children will learn by your example. And it doesn't mean to do it on occasion when it might be most convenient. It means to lead your children by example in all walks of life, day and night. Mother's Day gives us a great opportunity to reflect on some of the godly mothers that we see in the scripture. Samuel's mother, Hannah, was a great example of a mother who fully devoted her parenting to teaching Samuel to live as a man of God and leading him by example in her walk. So if you have your Bibles, uh, if you would turn to 1 Samuel chapter 1, and we'll start in verse 20, and we'll take a look at um, Hannah as she raises Samuel. So, so starting in verse 20, it says, So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked for him from the Lord. Now the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, Not until the child is weaned, then I will take him that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. So Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only let the Lord establish his word. Then the woman stayed and nursed her son until she had weaned him. Now when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bowls, one ephah of flour, and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. Then they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli. And she said, O oh my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here, praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshiped the Lord there. So we see from the beginning of this passage how Samuel got his start as a great man of God. Hannah asked God to grant her the desire of her heart and providing her with a son. We know from earlier in this chapter that Hannah had been unable to have children, but when she put her trust in the Lord, he granted her with a son. 
And as a result, before Samuel had even been born, Hannah promised to raise Samuel for the Lord all the days of his life, as we see from verse 11 of this chapter, which says, Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. Hannah recognized God's ownership of Samuel. From the very beginning of Samuel's life, Hannah trained him and raised him, not only as her own child, but as a child of God. This dedication that Hannah displayed in her mothering of Samuel not only would benefit Samuel in the many years of his life, but it also brought great joy to Hannah, as well as we can see from her prayer to God in chapter 2. And in verse 1 it says, And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. Another great man of God that we can see in the New Testament who benefited from a godly mother is Timothy, who pastored the great Ephesian church. And we can see from Paul's letter to Timothy that both his mother and his grandmother played a huge role in Timothy becoming the godly man that he became. And in 2 Timothy 1.5, it says, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Although we don't have the amount of detail uh, about his mother and grandmother, as we do for Samuel's mother's role in his life, we can safely assume that Timothy's mother had a great influence uh, in his life in him becoming the man of God that he became. The evidence is clear just from these couple of examples of the great impact a mother has on her child when she raises them in the way of the Lord, demonstrating for their children how to live a godly life through their own actions. As a result of the godly examples led by their lives, coupled with the instruction and training in the way of the Lord, these women raised children that would have a significant impact on the lives of people for thousands of years. Are you raising your children today with the mindset that as a result of your godly example for your children and the training that you are providing them with could possibly impact other people for years to come? Mother's Day is also a great opportunity to also recognize our own mothers today. I personally can attest 
to the absolutely incredible blessing it is to benefit from a godly mother. The Lord only knows where I would be today if I didn't have the guiding hand of my godly mother and father constantly steering me back onto the right path. I know that many of you here today can agree that my parents had an arduous task of raising me. Even though I had the godly example demonstrated to me and my parents, as well as constant training from my parents and teachers and other influential people in my life, I always seem to get myself back going in the wrong direction. I'm sure that most of you know most of these stories, but I'll share just a few examples of what I'm talking about. And the few that come to mind, at least the first few, is from when I was pretty young. There used to be a big tree outside, right outside my window, and my sisters and I would play in and climb on the tree. Well, me being me, I needed some adventure in my life, and I decided that I was going to climb extra high, and I wasn't going to stop there. The tree was tall enough that I was able to climb on top of the roof. I got myself onto the roof, and I was having a blast. I was seeing the world from a brand new perspective, and I absolutely loved it. Well, the fun didn't last too long, unfortunately. You see, Mary just happened to be driving by our house right at that particular moment and saw me on the roof, and that ended that. She probably saved me from hurting myself pretty bad, so I'm grateful to her today, but I sure wasn't happy back then. There was also one time when my parents' car was in the shop getting repaired, and they had a rental car, and it was a brand new car, and I thought it was super cool, and my mom had been on the phone, and she asked me while she was on the phone if I would go into my room and clean my room, and it was a little bit of a longer phone call than normal, and so... I thought to myself, what a perfect opportunity to go check out the new car. I grabbed the keys out of my mom's purse, snuck out the back door, and the car was all mine. I got into the driver's seat, checking out the cool radio, the nice seats. Thank God I didn't put the key in the ignition. Uh, I, I ended up getting into the back seat and noticed an armrest that I would, was able to pull down. And that's when I saw it. The little door that almost killed me. I opened this little door that had been covered by the armrest 
and squeezed through this little opening that got me right into the trunk of the car. And don't ask me why, because I have absolutely no idea why, but for some reason I thought it was a good idea to close this little door as I got into the trunk. And it was pretty cool in there for the first couple of minutes. It was pitch black, but fun. But after a couple of minutes, I started to realize that it was getting kind of hard to breathe, and I figured I'd better get out. So I go to open that little door, and there wasn't anything to open it from the inside. And that's when I really started to get scared. I started to breathe fast because it was getting harder and harder to breathe. And I started yelling for my mom and banging on the top and the sides of the trunk. And it felt like I had been in there for hours. It was probably around 15 or 20 minutes before I finally heard my mom calling for me. And I yelled as loud as I could and she figured out where I was and probably saved my life. And I can't forget about the time when our next door neighbor got a new truck. Um, the night before this incident, there was a big storm uh, that had blown down one of the boards in our fence. And again, I needed that adventure in my life. And I squeezed myself through that little space and went into the neighbor's driveway and I really liked new cars back then, and our neighbor couldn't have had this truck for even a week, I would say. So I thought there was no way that the door was going to be unlocked, but I checked anyways, and sure enough, um, I was in. I climbed right into the driver's seat, and I, ha I was having a blast. And after a few minutes, I hear my mom calling for me. And I go to open the door. And I realize that this door handle is a completely different door handle than I had ever been accustomed to. We, we had a, a, a van at that time. And I was always used to opening a van door with just kind of pulling it to the side and sliding the van door open. And, that wasn't what this door handle was like. So um, I hear my mom starting to get more worried as she's calling me. And now I know I'm going to be really in trouble. I, I can hear it in her voice. And now I don't, I don't want to be found. I don't want to get in trouble. So I start getting comfortable in this truck. And then... After another few minutes, maybe five minutes, I start hearing sirens. And now I really know I'm going to be in huge trouble. And I eventually see a sheriff's deputy stick her head through that hole in the fence. And she sees me and gets me out of the truck. And I see cops and firefighters everywhere 
the whole driveway is just full of first responders. And then I see my dad riding his police motorcycle up the driveway. And I'll go ahead and leave the rest of the story up to your imagination. <laughs> so there are many stories like that from when I was young. But what about when I started to get older? It, it had to have gotten better, right? No, not really. There was jumping off of the top of the slide next to the pool, my foot slipping, and me not making it all the way into the pool and breaking my wrist. There was taking the motorcycle out when I was specifically told not to and crashing that. It could have been so easy for my parents to have given up on me once I was old enough to be put out on my own. They could have told me that they tried as hard as they could and had put in all the effort that they had to give and that it was going to be up to me to figure out how to make it on my own. But thank God that was not my story. My parents continued to demonstrate the loving grace and kindness towards me that I didn't deserve. And as a result of their continual godly example of their own lives and their continual grace towards me, as well as the Lord softening my heart and working in my life, I am where I am today. Praise the Lord. I think it's also important to recognize today those women who do not have children of their own, but still play a crucial role in the spiritual development of the children in our assembly. Although they may not reap the full benefits of the child being their own, they still put in a vast amount of effort in training these children to know the love of Jesus. So much of the work that they put into this task is so often not seen by other saints. But I myself have benefited from this blessing. And as I look back to so many years of training I received as I grew up in this assembly, I realize how much I benefited from their incredible effort. Thank you, Lita. I'd, I'd like to also take a look at uh, the power of a mother's love through the eyes of other influential people who have given very accurate descriptions through just a few quotes. The first one's from Louisa May Alcott, and she said, Mothers can forgive anything. Tell me all and be sure that I will never let you go. Though the whole world should turn from you. And George Washington said, My mother was the most beautiful woman I ever saw. All I am, I owe to my mother. I attribute all my success in life to the moral 
intellectual, and physical education I received from her. And Charles Stanley said, regardless of any challenges you may have faced in your relationship with your mother while you were growing up, she was given to you by God and played an essential role in your life. Even in scripture, we find all kinds of mothers and many of them show valuable characteristics of godliness. Timothy had a godly mother and grandmother who so greatly influenced him that he followed in their footsteps of faith. And then this last quote's author is unknown, but it's so true. A mother's hug lasts long after she lets go. Motherhood is an absolute blessing from the Lord, and those whom have received this blessing must take the responsibility seriously. Mothers have a unique and crucial role in the lives of their children. It is not a chore or unpleasant task, but rather it is an opportunity for you to show your dedication to the Lord by raising your children for the Lord and to further his kingdom. It is also an opportunity to have one of the closest and deeply satisfying relationships you will ever have where a type of bond is developed that you will not ever have with anyone else in your life. A bond that is so strong that it cannot fully be described in words, but is one of the greatest gifts of God. And with this in mind, I think it's important to look at motherhood from a different perspective. Because the fact is, mothering can be a thankless job. Especially for the first several years of a child's life, and sometimes even longer than that, children will not be able to comprehend the amount of work and effort that is put in by their mother caring for and raising that child. From the early years of bearing a child during pregnancy, along with the constant caring for that child in their infancy, to their adolescent and teenage years, a mother constantly puts in such an incredible amount of time and effort that is often not reciprocated by that child. But rather than giving up and saying that it's too much, our mothers continue to be a joy to their children and a godly example for their children. I also want to focus on those who have been blessed with a godly mother. Do you show her that you are grateful for all that she does and has done for you through your actions? Do you tell her that you love her and that you appreciate everything that she does for you? 
Are you honoring and obeying her? Ephesians 6, 1 through 3 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Do you listen and obey what your mother asks you to do with a cheerful heart? Or do you argue with her and talk back to her when she asks you to do something? Do you show her that you appreciate her training you up in the fear of the Lord by honoring God? One of the greatest gifts you could ever give to your mother is following her godly example and trusting in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And today is the perfect day to do all of these things. So, thank you, Mom, for always caring for me and doing your absolute best at making me who I am today. Thank you for always caring about me having happiness in my life. Thank you for always comforting me when I needed the comfort that could only come from you. Thank you for showing me what it truly means to be selfless and putting the needs of others before yourself. Thank you for always caring for me when I was an infant through me becoming an adult and even still to this day. Thank you for your constant involvement in my life and thank you for all the support you have given me and the unconditional love you have shown me. Thank you for teaching me about the love of Jesus from a young age and modeling what a true follower of Christ is every single day. I love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for giving me the godly mother that I have been blessed with my whole life. The mother who has taught me the love of Jesus, the love of an unconditional love that is indescribable and that models the love of Jesus towards me. And Lord, I ask and pray that you would help me and each and every one of us today to show our mothers how grateful we are for uh, the great blessing that they are in our lives and show them how grateful that we are for the hard work that they put in each and every day not only uh, in growing or, or uh, becoming a, 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 an older child and then an, an adult, but teaching what the love of Jesus is and modeling it in their life. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen.